Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kevin Durant is easily a better scorer than LeBron James, but you, you watch Kevin Durant play. And I wasn't watch. listening. <laughs> what happened? He actually tuned that out. He just can't hear any LeBron slander. But, what do you uh, say, that Durant's better? He's a better scorer. Huh? Well, that's, that's odd because they average the same amount of points and LeBron's got a better field goal percentage. Right. That's interesting. It's an interesting take. Everyone agrees with you, by the way. Everyone's wrong. <laughs> Finally, it's here. What's right? Nick Wright podcast, YouTube show, like, rate, subscribe, review, all those things at the end of the show after we've earned it. We've Listen, this show is going to be very different. There's family members involved. There's a lot of things. There's a clock involved, but I can't even explain all of that because we just got bombarded with the worst retirement of all time, Tom Brady's retirement, so that we had to throw out any work we'd done, whole brand new show. Before we even get to that, what we're not going to be getting to today because Tom Brady stole the spotlight. March Madness snub, sorry, Brady announced during the selection Sunday. Uh, MLB lockout ends, I'm happy it ended, but we're not talking about it. And the Batman, which I actually did see this weekend, and I have thoughts on, but we don't have time for him. I don't even have time to introduce this person. I'm just going to tell you his name. His name is Demonze. Demonze, what are we starting with? Tom Brady, I retired this Sunday. Yep. A lot of people saw this coming. Yep. What was the point of this fake retirement? So that's interesting, because this was the worst retirement ever. Tom Brady, we now know, is unequivocally awful at two things. He's an awful loser. He won't shake hands after games, but, like, that's part of his legend. It's like, oh, he hates losing so much. That's fine. And he's a terrible retirer. This is the worst retirement in sports since the world's strongest man, WWE champion Mark Henry. He once upon a time retired and in the retirement ceremony, unretired and started fighting John Cena. That happened. He picked him up, body slammed him. He's wearing a pink suit. You should Google it. It's a good clip. So this is the worst retirement ever. It's worse than either of Jordan's, anything Favre did. Roger Clemens in George's box. It's worse than that. He said, I need, I don't know how I'm going to feel in six months. He said that less than six weeks ago. It lasted 40 days, did Tom Brady's retirement. So let's spin it forward. What does it mean? I think it means, and we'll talk about this throughout the day, that Tom Brady, I don't think it was a coincidence that he unretired the day after he was in England for the Man U game. Why is that relevant? The person who owns, the family that owns the Bucks, the Glazer family, also owns Manchester United. He Instagrammed pictures with the Glazer family. I think they came to an agreement. 
And I think, you know what, I'll spoil it here. I think the agreement was, I want to be traded to the Niners. I think Tom Brady went to him and said, listen, guys, listen, I, th- this can go one of two ways. You can make me honor the contract. You can hold me hostage after I have more than fulfilled my contractual obligations to you. I delivered you a Super Bowl. I delivered you relevance. I I had an amazing playoff comeback that came up just short. You can let me go check off the one box that is unchecked on my football resume, which is playing for my hometown team, which is following, if I may, the LeBron James model of starting in the cold weather northern city, then going to Florida, then going to the historic franchise out in California. It's exactly what Bray's doing. LeBron happened to already do it. Neither here nor there. Uh, You can let me do that, or you can make me play for you. If you, if I'm Brady and I'm talking to the Glazers, if you make me play for you, I want you to understand that when my career is over, I'm going to treat my Bucks time the way the media treats Michael Jordan's Wizards time, like it didn't happen. Everyone call me a seven-time Super Bowl champion. I'm going to talk about my six rings in New England. I'm going to erase you from my public memories as a football player. Or you can be good teammates here. You can be good partners here. You can get back Jimmy Garoppolo. You can let me go there, and I will, you know, I'll come back for all your events. I'll be a great Bucks legend. That's so I believe that was the negotiation with the Glazers. There's a different question to Monze, which is what the negotiation with Giselle was like, because supposedly he did this to spend more time with the family. Yeah, and how do you think Mom would react if you did what Tom Brady just did? So that's a great question. Because now, maybe Giselle was on board the whole time. That's my wife, my two daughters, and this idiot. And we'll talk more about that picture and this guy next to me in a moment. In my experience, if wives are annoyed with you for something that you do, let me, I'll use an example from my life. My wife hates that for the better part of 15 years, on again, off again, I've smoked black and milds. But you know what she hates even more than me smoking black and milds? When I've told her, I'm quitting. I'm done with them. And then a month later, she catches me smoking them again. That that level of anger is off the charts. So um, if Brady actually told Giselle, I'm retiring, and it didn't keep through the end of March, it did, he didn't make it six weeks, ooh, Giselle's anything like my wife, that, that's not going to have gone over well. Now, maybe she knew all along this was all a bit of a power play, leverage play, in which case she was on board with it. But if she actually thought he was retiring, spend more time with the kids, and he took him to Costa Rica and then England was like, all right, I'm out. Back to football? That ain't great. All right, what's next? Tampa Bay has got to be a Super Bowl contender now. Yep. Injuries killed him last year. Uh, do you think they'll be back as NFC favorites? Okay, so let's assume, for the sake of this discussion, that I'm wrong about Brady going to San Francisco. Let's just assume for the sake of this part of the discussion that Tom Brady is, in fact, going to stay with the Bucks. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I don't. I think that you, when they won the Super Bowl, they had five excellent offensive linemen. Well, one of them, Ali Marpet, just retired. Now, they did re-sign Ryan Jensen shortly after the Brady news, but they lost Marpet. When they won the Super Bowl, Gronk was a huge part of it. Gronk is a free agent, as is O.J. Howard, by the way, but also Gronk looked like a shell of himself last year. When they won the Super Bowl, they had Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. They're both pending free agents. 
On the other side of the ball, Indomitian Sue's a free agent, Jason Pierre-Paul's a free agent, and their secondary is still a mess. At receiving core, I didn't even mention that. They had A.B., he's obviously gone. Now, they still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but Godwin, they got a franchise tag. Or they, they franchise tagged him, and now he's coming off the ACL, so we don't know when he's going to be fully healthy. So, no, with the Bucks, if he stays with the Bucs, Demonze, I do not think they are one of the three best teams in the NFC. I don't think they're a real contender. I mean, but do you think he can ever win another Super Bowl? If he leaves. If Tom Brady were to leave, if Tom Brady were to go to do what I'm saying, if Tom Brady were to go to San Francisco, then I think in the next two years he'll win one. I, re- I, would, I think San Francisco is great. I think Kyle Shanahan is excellent. He's obviously better than Jimmy Garoppolo. If he leaves, then I think he would and goes there specifically, then the answer is yes. If he stays in Tampa, then I don't think he wins another Super Bowl. But I do not think he's staying in Tampa. All right, I see Chiefs on the screen. What are we talking about here? Yeah, tough week for your Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russ goes to Denver. Khalil Mack gets traded to the Chargers. Yeah. Is this the uh, Tom Brady's also back? Yeah, that's the that's other a part. Huge of the one. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but do you think this is the uh, the official end of any Chiefs dynasty? So. I don't look at it that way. I actually look at, for Patrick Mahomes, who got married this weekend, congrats, Patrick, that this is awesome for him because it gives him the chance to get even on time. Because maybe, listen, I don't think the Bucs will be Super Bowl contenders, but Vegas says they are. If he goes to the uh, Niners, obviously they're Super Bowl contenders. Mahomes needed another shot at Brady, a chance to beat him in the postseason. The first time they played in the playoffs was Mahomes thoroughly outplayed Brady, but it didn't matter. The game goes to overtime after, you know, the, the Brady throws his third pick of the game, but it's called off due to the offsides by D Ford. Chiefs lose coin toss. Brady drives down. They score. So Brady's then 1-0 against Mahomes in the playoffs. The second time they play, Mahomes plays poorly. Brady plays very well. Also, Mahomes was pressured more in that football game, literally, than any player has ever been pressured in any NFL game since they started recording pressures. He had no shot. And then the next year, neither one makes the Super Bowl, and then Brady retires. So point being this, I I think it's good for the Chiefs, good for Mahomes, I should say, that Brady's there. It adds an extra carrot. Now, as far as Chiefs dynasty, I guess, you know, how do you define dynasty? If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this uh, next year, is that a dynasty? If in four years or the five years since Mahomes was the starter, they made three Super Bowls, uh, won two of them, and made five conference championship games, is that a dynasty? I don't know. If they were to win the next two, it obviously is, but winning back-to-back is really hard. So dynasty, to me, is not the most important thing here. The most important thing is can the Chiefs win multiple Super Bowls? And I think Brady still being around is a fun little carrot to chase. Now, I now that we've done all this, Before this segment's over, I've got to explain the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, you see this clock. That clock, as you're going to see in our very first show ever, is more of a suggestion than a mandate. Because I'm not going to hit this 10-minute timer. i got less than a minute left if you're listening. No chance I hit it. because The reason it's there is because I'm so long-winded, I need to have some type of goal. And if I go fast enough, then I can use this time for anything I want. I could rant about the Batman movie if I wanted to. I could talk about the scourge that is QR codes as menus instead of regular paper menus. But I have to earn that time. That's the theory of the clock. 
Then there's the family element. Demonze, you might have been able to pick up from the picture earlier from what we were talking about, or if you followed me for a while, you know this. Demonze is my son. Demonze and I made a deal years ago. Demonze was a big-time high school basketball player, turned into a smaller-time college basketball player, and then going to figure out what I'm doing. So I told him, hey, I don't know if you want to, but if you make it past your college years with no children and no arrests, you can come work with me. Now, full disclosure, first of all, that was one of those things like you tell your kid, like you get a perfect score in the SATs, I'll buy your Mercedes. When you're like, there's no chance I get a perfect score. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know, Demonte, that I was ever going to have to actually pay this debt here, if I'm being totally honest with you. Uh, I don't know what the bigger underdog was, that you'd make it through your college years with no arrest or no kids. Both seemed to be, be less than coin flip at one point, but you did it. Right. Hey, right there, right there. <laughs> you did it, my friend. And so... Uh, I said, hey, why don't you come work with me? Now, more full disclosure. When I said come work with me on the podcast, something got lost in translation. I meant like set up the cameras, make sure the audio's right. And some genius back in LA was like, hey, why don't we have him host it with you? So, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. The other, oh, those people, it was their <laughs> idea. If you're watching us, you see it. The other element to this show, because we are doing it literally from my house, Occasionally, my wife and my two daughters, you will hear their voices. You might see their faces. They might make appearances. And one last very important thing. So this podcast is going to be three times a week. The first and last episodes of the week, hopefully going to be re released on Tuesdays and Thursdays, are going to be topical about what's happening in the sports world. There's going to be a, an additional weekly episode that is going to be totally different. It is the project I've been working on for the last three and a half years. The first installment's coming out soon. It's the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years in the NBA. We count down from 50 to 1. It's basically Kareem's rookie season to right now. Now, that's more than 50 years ago. It's the 53 years ago, Kareem's rookie season. But I literally started working on this three years ago, so we're still using that line of demarcation. That's, I think it's going to be an incredibly fun thing. I think people will really enjoy it. So that's a huge part of this as well. We're going to kind of roll that out over the next six months. Time's up, Dad. you got to stop talking okay, now. Okay, so that's my youngest, and she just ended the segment. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 
and use code NickWright50 to get 50% off. That's code NickWright50 at Factormeals.com slash NickWright50 to get 50% off. Fuel up, eat better, and achieve greatness. Get started today. Welcome back in. It is the inaugural episode of the What's Right with Nick Wright podcast YouTube show. I know I said you can wait to subscribe, rate, and review all those things until after the show, but I thought we kind of crushed a little newsy, news-breaking Tom Brady retirement A block. So go ahead right now and subscribe to the podcast on whatever, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you get it. Follow us on YouTube so you can really get the full version of the show. Do all those things. You can even follow us on socials, including this dope, set up a social account, a Twitter account for the first, you know what, that's a lie. Demaze has older Twitter accounts, but they were blasted into the sun because of terrible tweets. They're gone forever. So there's a new one, and one of the benefits to having your your given name be Demonze, not a bunch of Demonzes out there. So Demonze Bird was available. That's Bird with a Y. You can follow him. He's already talking trash to me on there. But it's the B Block. We need to play some games. The first one is Nick Makes It Right. Demonze, what am I fixing? Fans are filling out their brackets. Yep. Do you think you can make an American institution even better? And how so? Yes. It's very easy. It's very, very easy for me to make the way we all fill out brackets and all our bracket contests better. And it makes your social feeds more tolerable. We all come together and make a solemn oath, a commitment, that if we want the ability to send out a single tweet or IG post or TikTok video, anything bragging about how good or the old reverse brag, oh, my bracket's so busted, look at how bad it is. If we want to do any, draw any attention to calling an upset, to having this team going in the final four, then here's the solemn oath we all make. We're filling out one. One bracket per, per person. Now, you can insert that bracket into 30 competitions if you want. Don't care. But what must end is the cowardice of, oh, yeah, I have six different brackets. I have a favorite. Look at these idiots in the control room. And I use that term not lightly, but idiots. Uh, Okay, I have one bracket, a chalk bracket. I have one bracket, an underdog's bracket. I have one bracket of, oh, this is where if the mascots were actual beings and they fought, who would win? It's like, oh, okay, the Bulldog is lost to a Tiger, so LSU over Georgia. Nonsense. You fill out, if you want to be able to brag, you fill out one bracket. You post that bracket before 11.05 a.m. Eastern on Thursday. It is allowed for the world to see, and you roll with it. This is, too many people treat brackets like the idiots at, at the roulette wheel that, pl- that put their put their chips down on 26 of the 36 numbers, and then when it comes in, they're like, oh, look at me. It's like, actually, doofus, you lost money on that spin, and that's terrible. So, no, one bracket per person, per, and that's it. I'm very passionate about this. Demonze, what? Oh, now we got to play a new game. Two wrongs, one right. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. What's first? Uh, so, LeBron, his yeah. season ends with a scoring title, a ring, or he misses the playoffs completely. Okay, well, as sad as it is for me to say, there's no chance it ends with a ring. So we can, there's no chance. This Lakers team stinks. They stink. But I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs entirely. I think he, they'll have, they're going to have to win back-to-back play-in games. I believe they will. And then I believe Phoenix 
which whooped them this weekend and, you know, whooped them at the end of the playoffs last year. They, I think Phoenix has beat them six straight times. Phoenix will whoop them in round one. But I want to talk about this scoring title just for a moment. Because this month, LeBron has two 50-point games. He also just this month became just the seventh player ever with 10,000 assists. Seventh player ever with 10,000 assists. No one else with 10,000 assists has more than 21,000 points. LeBron has 36,000 points. He keeps creating his own clubs, but that's more what he has done over the totality of his career. The scoring title thing is pretty remarkable because I something else interesting happened this past weekend. Kevin Durant, who's called the greatest scorer of his generation, even though, by the way, post-NBA merger, there are three people to ever average more than 27 points per game for their career. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. LeBron James and Kevin Durant have the exact same to the 10th of a point career scoring average. They're both 27.1. But what's interesting is KD scored 53 this weekend. I was watching the game, and I heard Doris Burke say, oh, when he got to 53, that's one off Kevin Durant's career high. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Kevin Durant's career high for points in the game. Kevin Durant, the most gifted natural scorer we've ever seen. His career high is 54. LeBron James' high of March of 2022 is 56. So for a guy's on a natural score, it seems like a pretty damn good score. He's going to finish with the most points of anybody ever, has the most 50-point games of anybody in basketball this year, has scored, nobody has scored more than 56 in the game this year, and yet... Nobody wants to talk about that with the Lakers and said they want to talk about how bad the Lakers are and how bad Russ is and Anthony Davis is hurt. That's all fine. It's fine. But to answer the question, LeBron winning the scoring title is going to happen. I think he cares about it. I think it's proving a point to everyone. And LeBron, The most points anyone has ever averaged in year 19 for a full season was Kareem at 14 and a half. So LeBron's going to double up what Kareem did, and Kareem previously was the record holder for greatest year 19 ever. It's unbelievable. All right, Kyrie Irving, what are we doing? Kyrie Irving is growing on you, exhausting you, or he's not relevant at all. Okay, this one's very easy for me. Exhausting. Because the other thing that happened this weekend is Kyrie Irving bought tickets to see Duke play at Barclays and then to see the Nets play at Barclays and sat courtside. And then after the game, Kevin Durant comes out and says, Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York City, you know, wants attention and he needs to change the rules because it's so ridiculous and unfair that Kyrie can go to the game but can't play in the game. And listen, I'm no huge Eric Adams fan. Not a, like, the, not a huge fan of, you know, his career prior to being the mayor of New York City. I'll re- wait to reserve judgment on him as the mayor. But the idea that Eric Adams, who just in the last week or so, New York City, Ended up, if there were almost 1,500 employees fired because of the vaccine mandate. And the idea that we're going to change it for Kyrie and that Kyrie is all of a sudden some victim in this when we're going to have a million people dead from this, this scourge of a virus over the last two years, the easiest possible thing you could do is get the vaccine. It's now been available for more than a year. So any thoughts of, oh, it's untested, all that nonsense is out the window. And the the snake eating its tail part of this is the reason some restrictions have been lightened in New York City is because 
enough people got vaccinated that our numbers went down and we were able to lighten them. So this, people can have their own opinions. Kyrie can do whatever he wants. But the idea that Kyrie is some unfairly persecuted victim in this is just such utter nonsense to me. It's infuriating. And I don't think they're going to change the rules. I don't think he's going to be eligible for home games. And I don't think the Nets are getting out of round one. And they can find other people to blame. But this is Kyrie's choice from beginning to end. Okay, let's have more fun. What, what are we doing now? Who's the angriest about Tom Brady returning between Aaron Rodgers, Giselle, his wife, or the guy that paid $500,000 for the last touchdown ball? Okay, let's talk. So let me ask you this real quick. Let's, Giselle, I think, must have known this was coming, so we'll remove her. <laughs> let's you and me for a moment talk about the guy who paid the five hundred grand. Okay. Do you think he should be able to renege on that? Tell the auction house, I'm not wiring the money. I'm not doing it. Do you, or do you think he has to pay them the 500000 for? Because if people don't know, just real quick, it was the ball that Brady threw to Evans in the playoff game. Somebody bought it for over five hundred grand. Do you think the guy should have to pay it? I think there should be some type of understanding. There. Like, that's just very horrible timing. He bought it two days ago. Like, yeah. I think they should definitely cut the guy a break. I think they should cut the guy a break. I also think someone tweeted this. I'd love to give credit, but I don't remember who it is, that Tom himself should just buy it from the guy. Yes. For what he paid. 100%. Tom's got the money. It would be a good look. I think he should do that. Okay. So, let's remove him, though. The answer is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and the reason it's Aaron Rodgers is because – so we've just found out in the last few days, Packers cut Zedarius Smith because of cap reasons. They, they might be in a real battle with Devontae Adams about a long-term deal. Rodgers took all the money he could. Now, I know he's probably lowered his cap number this year, but I think one of the reasons he stayed with the Packers and took the money is like, hey, Brady's gone. And Brady, a little sleight of hand, it's like, oh, I'll wait till Aaron takes $50 million a year. And then I, his, Brady's last contract was $50 million for two years. Quite literally, half the price Aaron's now playing for. And now, whether Tom stays in Tampa or goes to San Francisco, Aaron couldn't beat San Francisco when they had Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. What chance are they going to have when they have Tom Brady as the quarterback? I think the answer is Aaron Rodgers. I think this was bad. I think this was re- received very poorly from Aaron. He stole the spotlight from him, yep. uh, the, he, he, the attention. And, okay, I, oh, my God, the clock. We only have 30 seconds left. We're going to go over time again. What's the last question here? Keep one of these vices, uh, poker, yeah. black and milds, or sports betting. Okay, I think this is an unfair question. First of all, I don't consider poker or sports betting vices. I consider them brilliant ways to use my incredibly high intellect to make money. That's first of all. Second of all, I'm going to do something. I'm going to make a mistake here. Thanks, guys. These guys all agree. Um, remember how I said the thing that annoys my wife more than anything is me not me smoking black and miles, but me claiming to quit smoking black and miles yes. only to go back on it. Well, first episode, you're going to help me stay to this. I'm done. I'm out on black and miles. I'm, I, you, 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 that is, they are no longer a vice. They're, it's They're been a no good run. A it's been a black and miles and I have a nice 20 year history together. I, the, the, the Middleton family that, uh, you know, makes them. I feel like, I feel like a member of the family. Some of my highest highs and my lowest lows have come with a black and mild in hand. However, I'm done. They're done. And you, I'm going to put, because you in the past, I've said I was done. And then I told the girls I was done. And then you caught me smoking. And then I gave you money to not tell on me. All these things have happened. You have to keep me honest. 
right. you catch me smoking a black and mild, you have to tell the audience. Yeah, I mean, this is on record. So This one's on record, <laughs> yeah. so we're in. Yeah. So black and mild's out, two rights, poker and sports betting. They're both, they're both excellent. If you're as good at either as I am, I highly recommend them. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in. Final quick segment, What's Right with Nick Wright podcast, YouTube show. Demaze, I think we've done a really good job so far. I think people should subscribe. I think they should rate. I think they should review all those things. But before we go, you've got one more question for me. Go right ahead. Tom Brady just absolutely ruined our first show. Yeah. And probably dinner with mom as well. Yeah. Um, what was your reaction when you, when you saw the news Sunday night? All right, so let me explain this for a bit. Because we had this show done. We, we, we did a first ever What's Right With Nick Wright podcast that is now just going to be saved to the archives, never be seen again. The only I, I'm even wearing the same outfit that I wore for that first show because, let's be honest, it's a great outfit. I didn't want to waste it for nothing. <laughs> Demonte changed because he showed up to the first show in literal shorts and flip-flops. Wasn't a great first impression, but hey, he's, he's dressed better now. But then Tom Brady retires. I was out to dinner with my wife. We were having a little celebration for our friend Bamani Jones' debut of his uh, new show Game Theory on HBO. Shout out to Bo. So it derailed everything. First, let me tell you how I got the news, by the way. Uh, be, so I get the news. I'm about to pull up to the dinner. I'm driving. And our boss, the my Biggest boss at Fox, Charlie, calls me. And I answer the phone. I'm like, hi. And he just lays into a Tom Brady theory. He's like, so here's what I think is happening, blah, blah, blah. But I had been driving. So I didn't know Brady had unretired. And I was like, what is going on? I finally just said to him, he gave me like a four-minute theory. I finally said to him, okay, where's this coming from? And he's like, dude. You don't have, you didn't hear the news? I'm like, no. He's like, Brady unretired. And I said, holy sh! what are we going to do? So I then had to call you and you didn't answer. And I was like, ah, oh, this doofus, this guy, God only knows what he's doing with his weekend. I need to pull him out of whatever room he's in. We got work to do. So I called him and said, Tom Brady unretired, get on it. Then I had to sit in the car. I'm calling Gabe. I'm texting Gabe, call my daughters, say, you know, listen, going to be home late. Got work to do, so it kind of threw off my Sunday night. And, by the way, a little selfish of Brady. Released this news during Kevin Garnett's retirement ceremony, Jersey retirement. Boston fans, they can't even celebrate the big ticket. Does it during Selection Sunday. Joe Lunardi's one day of the year. He's still spotlight from him. Tom Brady messed up my dinner. He messed up what was going to be good family time with me and the daughters. For, messed up, you know, what was going to be left of your evening. I'm sure you had a lot, lot to go. I'm a and, saint. No, a saint, yeah. And so that's how I received the news. I got it from my boss in the most awkward manner possible and then found out, oh, okay, 40-day retirement. Worst retirer ever. Maybe the GOAT football player, also the reverse GOAT of retiring. That's Tom Brady, and that's the show. All right, that's it. First episode of What's Right with Nick Wright podcast YouTube show is in the books. We'll be back bright and early Thursday morning with episode two. Please like, rate, review, subscribe, follow all those things on the socials, on the RSS feed, on the YouTube channel. Do all that, and we will see you on Thursday.